Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. Welcome back to the True Transformation Podcast with myself, Josiah Novak, and my host, Alex Goff, who is one of our coaches here inside the True Transformation. And uh, today we are actually live on Facebook. We're inside of our public group on Facebook. If you're not already a part of it, I highly suggest you get in. You'll get to listen to podcasts early before they actually release. Uh, we do live trainings every week. We put out free programs. In fact, we just released the 30-day dad bod destroyer program for the members of the group. So you get some cool stuff besides obviously getting to hang out with me and Alex by being in the group. So if you're a guy over the age of 30 who wants to get his health in order, is sick and tired of spinning his wheels and trying to do it on his own, and you want to take the first step inside of our system before joining our program, you want to get a feel for what we do, get in the group. And uh, we'll put the link in the show notes of today's episode. But we are live there. So shout out to all the folks jumping on the live. I see you jumping on. Hope you guys are doing well. Today we're talking about the art of losing. Uh, this is actually something that Alex brought up as a, as a topic uh, to cover this week. I thought it was perfect because people ask me all the time about what does it really take to get results? And I always say, you know what? It really starts with dialing in your mental game, getting your mindset and how you approach your life from a mental perspective in order. But there's also a caveat with that, right? We can get super dialed in mentally and still not take any action, right? We might have all the answers. You know, we know those people, right? People who can quote all the great quotes, who can say all the right things, but you look at their life and you go, well, you're not using any of that information, right? You just have a wealth of stuff, but it's not being applied and mastered. Uh, and so today we want to talk about the art of losing and, uh, What's going on, Alex? Sorry, I'm doing all the talking, man. No, you're all good. You're all good. It was a great intro. Um, I was actually just kind of sitting back enjoying it, kind of losing myself into something. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's uh, this is something that I guess it's been on my mind a lot, especially working uh, with the clients, working with um, working with myself a lot, just because uh, you know we hear. And I guess there, there was a quote that came up where, you know, the whole idea somebody had mentioned, I know that there's a like, quote a lot of us have heard, you have to uh, hate losing more than you love winning. Mm -hmm. And so I obviously that one stuck with me and it resonated, but it really took a little bit, I, you know, just, I guess, on the surface, it's like, it sounds nice, but what does that actually mean? Right. Um, you know, how can you take that concept and shifted into something like you said uh you know a lot of what we do it's there's that question of how can you reach these goals and it's you have to stay consistent you have to make sure that you know you're not just going doing the lip service um and so i really wanted to take some time to break apart that concept but into a way where we can apply that to what we do right in into the way that we move forward um so i guess you know kind of looking at that the whole idea of have to hate losing more than you love winning. That goes back to the idea of, you know, what is winning versus losing or winning versus not losing, right? There, there's a difference. Just winning does not equal not losing. Mm -hmm. um, and 
So I guess in the, the reason why this kind of shift, I guess to explain a little bit of why we, rather than focus on the winning side of it, let's focus on the negative and figure out how to make that a tool for us. Um, so the idea that I kind of came up with is whenever you're going into this, if I'm focused on my goal and I'm focused on, okay, my, my goal here is to win. I, I want to win. If you're playing, if I'm playing football and it's like, all right, my goal is to win, then my goal in winning is to score more points than the other team. It's pretty simple. We want to, you know, you put up more points, you win. If you go into this game and you're coming up and you're the underdog, you know, you are, you are absolutely build to lose on this thing. And it's like, all right, we've got to, you know, we're not going to lose this one. We can't lose this one. You're not going out there with the attitude of, okay, let's do what we got to do to put up more points. Let's make sure we do that. You're going into it with the attitude of, I'm going to die before I walk off this field, right? I, this is going to be one of those, I'm going to lay everything out. I can't afford to lose here. And so there's that idea of when you go into that, you're looking at, you know, I don't want to lose, all right? That you hate the idea of losing more than you're just passionate about the idea of winning, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's funny you, you mentioned that because we're in the thick of things over here in the Novak house this weekend with our last weekend of, sports for a little bit before we you know we jump into some summer stuff but this is our last big weekend we have games and playoffs and all this stuff starting and you know it's funny my my kids before every game you know I always ask them how, how you guys think you're gonna do today <laughs> and oftentimes they're like oh I don't know who are we playing right like I don't know like we lose some we win some you know I'm not really sure and they haven't really mastered the whole idea of like team sports yet you know they 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 think about themselves and what they need to do and they're going to score or they're not going to score or whatever and uh it's funny because we've lost some games and the message i've preached to them afterwards because they'll get frustrated right they'll be like oh my teammate didn't do this or you know there was a guy he he, he missed a kick or he he didn't score when he should have or he didn't make a tackle and i say look you're you're not going to always you're not going to be able ever, by the way, to control what other people do. So if you go into it with this whole idea that winning is the only thing that you want out of this, right? If you go into the game saying, no, it's a win or nothing else, right? Then you miss an opportunity to really focus on what you can control, which mm -hmm. is how you show up in this game, right? Did you do your job? Did you have a good attitude? Did you support your teammates? Did you listen to your coach? Did you hustle? Did you pay attention when you weren't in the game? These are all things that I think are falling in line and they could be related to what we, what we go through with fitness too. They're falling in line with this whole idea of not losing, right? Versus, or celebrating not losing versus celebrating a win, right? Because let's say we did win, but our, our, you know, our team goes out and, and we win. And my son, though, you know, pushes another kid, gets in trouble and doesn't play the whole game. Well, is that a win? Yeah, I guess if that was like our goal as a team to win. But as an individual, that's a loss, right? Because you came out of it. Obviously, there's learning experiences, but you come out of it thinking, man, I, I didn't do my part. You know, I, I let my team down, even though we won. And, and trust me, you've been there, right? Mm. I know I've been there Yeah. on a team sport where you win the game and you struck out or something three times <laughs> and you're like, yeah, we won, but dang, I suck. Right. I've been there for sure. It's like, man, I don't even know how we won that game. Cause I did everything in my power to make sure we lost. Right. Um, 
And yeah. so like with fitness, right? And so we go into it with, I want to lose 20 pounds, hmm. right? We go into a, a transformation or, a, hey, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. And that's like our only thought, right? We have clients like this who come in and say, no, I need to lose 30. Okay. So if you don't lose 30, is that considered like a, a waste of time and a waste of money? What, what if you lost 25, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. What, what if you lost 20, but what if in the process you learned how to never go back up and wait, right. right? You learned how to keep it so dang simple that now you look at your day and you know exactly what you got to do. You know what calories are and what, you know how to eat right. You know how to keep the weight off and you didn't lose 30 pounds, but you lost 19 and now you're set because you know how to lose the rest. You just haven't lost it yet, right? right? Is that is that a win or or did you just go in and you actually didn't lose, right? Because you had this whole mindset, like you said, of I'm going to just do whatever is in my freaking power and my mm-hmm. control to make sure that we're successful. Right. Yeah, man, that's exactly it. Um, and, you know, you really, the way, I guess the way you'd explained it, they're kind of looking at it from an angle of, um, of defining where to set the bar, you know, kind of, and it helps you define where you're setting your bar for success because it's like you're going into it and it's like, so your definition of winning may not be what you initially set out for it to be, but you can still find a victory even from those struggles. Um, And so that is a great aspect of it. Um, But I guess, you know, and you you touched on this other point a little bit, when especially when we were first diving in, is, you know, we look at things from an angle of Define it, redefining success to make sure, or, you know, our losses to grab a success from and keep ourselves positive, keep ourselves moving forward. But then there is the other side of it where it's like, you know, we, we did actually just lose, you know, and so that's the other half of that art of losing is where it's like, you know, yes, we can maybe come up short and we didn't quite hit the mark. Um, but then, you know, there's actually some problems that we run into, or I'm sorry, that we came up short, we didn't quite hit the mark, but we found success still. You know, there's still a lot we can gain from it. We can claim, well, yeah, but we did improve here, especially in the fitness and things like that. Um, but then there's the other side where it's like, no, you just didn't do it right. So how do I grasp or, you know, how do I, what's the art behind accepting that you haven't done that right and actually doing something with it? Um, one of the things that, kind of came up while I was digging into this whole mindset and something that I find that a lot of us, and this is something that, that I myself have been guilty of many times in the past. Um, we get this. So, you know, it starts with that extreme accountability, right? Because whenever you're doing fitness, your loss is going to be something where you have to admit that you lost. I like, I have to say, dude, I didn't do my workout today. I didn't do my macros. I didn't, you know, I didn't do what I was supposed to do to hit my goals. I have to be the one to say that. Um, and so for me to fess up and say, you know what? No, I didn't do it right. That is the first step, that extreme accountability. You have to own the fact you didn't do it right. But the slippery slope there is we allow ourselves to say, man, I own that. I, I own that. And then suddenly in the back of our minds, that was a, we, we just won because we own, you know, we took responsibility. That's a victory. We took responsibility for where we screwed up. And so then we start getting this routine of saying, ah, no, I dropped the ball. No, I messed up. I didn't do it right. And it's like, okay, but you're doing that like five, six, seven times in a row. 
So yes, you're owning it. Yes, you're, you know, you're feeling like you're claiming victories because you're taking that first step of saying, you know, I messed up here. But how do you take that to the, you know, that you, you haven't accomplished anything. You took the accountability and you're feeling gratified from that, but you're, you're not finding anything to improve here. So that's kind of, I guess, where it goes back to that whole idea of the art of losing is it's like, yeah, you're going to take your lumps. You're going to fall short. You're sometimes you're not going to be able to turn it into a win mentally. So then you have to take accountability. That's fantastic, but that's not enough. You know, just saying I'm going to be accountable and I'm going to own it, um, you know, that really just puts you in a position where, again, you're, you're kind of mentally massaging yourself. I don't know how else to phrase that one other than, you know, you're just giving yourself some subconscious sense of gratification for something that you haven't actually done. Yeah. Um, I think they call it mental masturbation. I think that's I think that's the word that I was trying to. It's got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, that's you're right. You're totally right. It reminds me of a Bible verse, right? It's like uh, faith without works is dead, I believe is the, mm. the Bible verse, right? Yeah. Where it's cool to say like, yeah, I believe in all this stuff, man. Like I'm a you know, a believer in God or Jesus or whatever. And mm. you don't do anything. Right, right. Cool. Like, I'm glad you believe and I'm glad you're praying. Like when people say, one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone says, well, you know, like I'll, I'll preface this by saying, Prayer is great, but I do believe that when you have the opportunity to pray and help, you should do both, right? right. So to just say, hey, I'll send you good vibes, man. I'll, I'll pray for you, buddy. When you're like, dude, you could literally help this person. <laughs> you got to take action too. So we lose. We acknowledge that we screwed up. We say, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to blame the cookies. They didn't come in my body, right? They didn't force me to eat them at gunpoint, right? I did it. I let my stress get the best of me. You know, I went out, I said, I was gonna have two drinks. I took six shots and had two drinks on top of it. I did it. It was on me. No one else. I'm responsible. Well, it feels good, right? It's like a little dopamine hit of like, Hey, I like this responsibility thing. It's freeing. You know, it gives me a sense of like pride. Like, yeah, I did. I was, I was the, I was in the wrong. It's on me. Yeah. I take responsibility. Cool. Okay. Now what? Well, right. You just took responsibility, but now you got to take action, right? Now you got to say, okay, like my son, I'm using my kids as examples, top of my mind, but it's like, you know, he went out and had a terrible game a couple of weeks ago. And I said, all right, how, you know, what happened? Oh, daddy, I didn't play good. Okay, cool. You took responsibility. Got it. You didn't blame your teammates. I love it. Right. What are you going to do next time? Okay. Well, next time I'm going to do X, Y, Z, Right. Cool. Then we go to the next time and he did much better, right? Like totally did better. So that's what we have to do in these little scenarios in our lifestyle and our fitness program where, you know, nobody's perfect. I'm far from perfect. We're all far from perfect, especially with fitness. We screw up, right? We miss workouts. We miss, we miss our steps. We don't hit our macros every day. Cool. Happens. But do we keep taking responsibility? Like, yep, yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Yep. Yeah. Eight weeks later, you're still saying, yeah, that's on me. <laughs> you're not doing anything different. That's the definition of insanity. You know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting things to change. It's not yeah. going to change. Yeah, man. Um, and, you know, that's so that's exactly the whole thing is like you said, it's the idea of with your son. It's like, you know, OK, so why didn't you do well here? You know, you, you own the fact that's great. You didn't put in your team. 
why didn't you do well? And what can we do next time? And it's like, well, next time we'll do X, Y, Z. That is where the art side comes into the losing. It's Mm -hmm. all about making sure that whenever you're doing the accountability side of this, whenever it's like, all right, first, you know, obviously if you can claim a victory from a loss, if you can find a way to claim some victory, start there, claim what victories you can from there. If you've still just fallen short and you've still dropped the ball and you still haven't hit the point, what is, you know, how can I make sure that I don't get caught in that mental masturbation rut where it's, you know, I'm just trying to please myself by saying that. And it's exactly that. It's to realize that you haven't taken accountability until you have looked at it from a perspective of the solution. You have to look at it from an angle of saying, okay, yes, there's a puzzle here. Okay. But whenever somebody brings you a box, that's a jigsaw puzzle. They don't hand it to you. And you're like, oh yeah, I know what the picture is. It's right here on the front. It's like, that's, that's great. But you got to actually figure out how you're going to put this thing together. You got to open the box and get started on it. Um, So just identifying what it is, isn't enough. But when you look at it from the angle of say, okay, this is where I messed up. Now this is where I'm going to fix it. Now, sure. Step back, give yourself that little hit of dopamine saying, you know what, not only have I identified my problem, taking accountability, but I have a plan forward that, okay. Pat yourself on the back as much as you need to, and then get to work, right? It's one where you have to have that, you have to shift gears there. Um, so it's something where that's, that's one of the main keys, exactly like you said, uh, for your son, it's one where, you know, whenever you look at the problem, um, and it's also important that whenever you look at the problem, you don't just have that extreme accountability without the idea of a solution, because what that ends up leading to is, uh, as much as it's kind of self-gratifying, it's also um, self-deprecating. You know, you're, you're really tearing yourself down because you're just going through the habits of saying, ah, I suck again, ah, I suck again. I'm a firm believer that you speak, you know, you, that you speak reality, you know, and if you're sitting here saying I'm sucking over and over and over, you're going to suck, right? It's just how life goes. Um, and so the other side of that is to make sure that you're saying I suck but I'm not going to because I'm going to do this. And so you avoid tearing yourself down. You avoid thought without action. You avoid so many aspects by taking just a couple extra moments and saying, yes, I dropped the ball and I screwed up. But if I do this exact actionable item, like, and that's one of the key words there is make sure it's not, you know, it can't be okay. But my, my next thing is like, I'm going to do better next week. It's like, how, how, Sure. What, but what are you going to do? It's like, let's, let's get a couple points here and say, I'm going to try to do this next week. This is going to be my focus on how I get back on track. And at that point, you're mastering your loss, right? You, you've mastered the ability to say, I lost here, but I'm going to grow from it. It's not going to keep me down. Exactly. No, I, I, I think um, when we're faced with a challenge that feels like a loss, <clears throat> And, you know, we start to go through this process of taking responsibility. It's really easy to end it right there, right? Mm-hmm. After you take responsibility, just say, yeah, that was on me. Because it's like um, you still haven't gotten out of your comfort zone in, in a sense, right? Because where does the comfort zone end? Right. Tell you where it ends, with action, <laughs> <laughs> right? It, it, it's, it, it's still, you're still in it verbalizing things is definitely important. And, and by the way, anybody who argues, I, I wanted to, I don't know why I just, this came to my head, but when, when we talk about 
your words turn into reality and your thoughts turn into reality. Anybody who argues that, do me a favor. I want you to tell yourself every day for the next week that you're going to get cancer and you're going to die. You won't. Of course you won't. Why? Because you're scared that it might happen. (laughs) So why would you tell yourself negative things, right? We have to remember this because when we start telling ourselves like, yeah, I'm not capable. Yeah, I suck. Yeah, I'm going to screw up. Like we have clients all the time say, yeah, I just can't do it. Well, you're telling yourself you can't, so therefore you can't. If instead you said, you know, it feels like I can't do it, but I bet you I can if I figure it out and I get some help, then I bet you things will be different, different, right? It'll turn out a lot differently. So when we have this situation where we feel like we lost, even though we went into it with this whole idea of what victory looked like, what a win looked like, and it didn't happen, we left it all out on the field, but maybe something just didn't go our way or we didn't do something the right way, whether we knew it or not, and we screwed up, cool. We take responsibility and then we go, okay, I'm going to be very specific about what I'm going to do differently next time. And it doesn't have to be groundbreaking stuff. It doesn't have to be world-changing things that you do next time you're faced with a situation that you want to improve. If it's like your diet, for example, I'll give you my one of mine this weekend, all right? So last weekend was my son's birthday and uh, we had a party and um, I told myself, you know, I wasn't going to drink. I was just going to make drinks. Well, I ended up tasting my drink because I wanted to make sure it was good, right? And then I I had another drink because someone made me one. And I just, I don't know why I didn't say no, right? And I could have just been like, oh, it's his fault. He made it, you know, and I should have, you know, whatever. But it was on me, right? So my action I am this weekend, because we're going to other people's birthday parties this weekend, is I'm just not going to drink alcohol. If I have a little bit of bad food, if I, you know, whatever, if I have some snacks, okay. But I'm not going to drink alcohol because I told myself I wasn't going to last weekend and I did. So my specific target this week is just no alcohol this weekend. Okay. May not be perfect with food. I may not be perfect with my activity. Okay. But that's the very specific action item that I want to take this time. Right. So now I go into the weekend with clarity. You know, I don't go, man, I really screwed up. I'm going to just do better. Oh gosh. What, what's the better look like? I have no idea. Now for me, I know what better looks like. It's just no alcohol in this case. And that might be different things for different people. Maybe it's like, hey, you know what? You know, I, I didn't go to the gym. And so next time I'm going to go for 10 minutes, right? That, that, that might be the specific thing that you need to do. And this could apply to anything, right? It could apply to your relationships. It could apply to your business. It could apply to anything that you want to improve that you feel like you failed. And you take a responsibility. You know what's on your shoulders, but what is the action? Make it specific, make it manageable, make it time, time stamp too. Like, Hey, like me with alcohol this weekend, like I'm literally giving myself another test this weekend. I'm not going to go. Yeah. in a couple months, I'm not going to say no to alcohol. Like, no, right now, this is when it's happening. Right. So there's a, I think there's a thing called smart goals. <laughs> if you look that up or Google, I think it's specific, measurable, attainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what the R is. And then I think time specific is the last one. But anyway, yeah. look that up. It's, it's, it's beneficial and it can be applicable to this conversation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just kind of one last thing, especially that you had hit on there. Um, you know, you talked about the alcohol shifting gears. It's like, all right, I had more than I had planned to. So my path forward is to not have any this weekend. 
Um, that's something I'd actually, so I'd done a live in our group with, or with that it's at one point, but I think it's a good topic for future discussion is, uh, not over correcting. Uh, that, that's a thing that people will run into so much. It's like, cause a lot of people, they're like, Oh, I had too much this thing. I'm done for the month. And it's like, hold on, hold on. That's completely right. unnecessary. Right. And it's like the ones where <laughs> never drinking again. Right. The example that I'd used was, uh, like I had pizza at my daughter's birthday. Uh, you know, and I had more than I should have. I ended up eating a few slices and it was like, I, I could afford one. I went over and it was like, you know, I screwed up. So I got up the next morning and I went for a run, but my first thought was, man, all right, th- roughly based on calories. If I go run, I need to get like 10. I'm like, that's so stupid. Just stop and just don't eat like crap for the rest of the week. Eat like a person that controls what I do. And that's not going to cause any interference. It's not, I just need to be a little bit more disciplined. I'm not going to overcorrect. Just going to make a slight adjustment here. Uh, again, as uh, something, a very specific goal of, okay, you know, for mine, it was, I'm not going to, you know, not only am I not going to go over, I'm going to hit my macros perfectly for the rest of this week and make sure that, you know, my protein and my, my calories are right exactly where they need to be. And I'm going to hit those for the rest of the week without negotiation. And it was one where it was like, I, I didn't say I'm never having another cheat day or I'm never going to slip up again. It was just this week, you know, a small adjustment, get back on track and then keep going. So I think that's a big point too, of uh, making sure that whenever you do make that adjustment and you do create your actionable advice, don't, don't oversteer, right? Don't, don't pull it back so far that you're just going to make yourself miserable. And you also don't want to get in this idea where I do something stupid. I punish myself. I do something stupid. I punish myself. And then that's, I mean, we know where that leads. That's, that, that's nothing but trouble. So. Sure. No, it's a good point because it's funny you say that because, you know, this weekend I I'm, I'm not drinking alcohol, but the following weekend is Memorial day weekend. And I'm going, uh, taking some friends that are coming in town that we haven't seen in a while, uh, to the beach for a day or two. And I'm going to have a couple drinks there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like I'm saying, okay, guys, that's it for the next eight weeks. I'm going dry. Right. Like, it's like, nah, dude, like I just going to correct this weekend. Why? Cause it's a testing ground, right? I have another opportunity where I don't care about alcohol this weekend. It's I'm going to a couple of friends for their kids' birthdays. You know, we have a soccer party, like whatever, like these are things I don't need to drink. I know people will be drinking there and that's fine. I'm cool with that. But I know for me to get my head right, I'm just not going to partake in that. But excuse me, I just burped really loud on podcast. So if you guys don't mind, um, <laughs> that's how you do bloopers. You just keep rolling with it. Um, so the following weekend, though, I am going to have some drinks because balance is something that I care about in my life. And I'm going to give myself permission to do it, too. Right. Even though, yeah, OK, maybe it's not ideal, but it's part of my plan because it's a time where I'm going to enjoy some 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 very fun time with friends and then I'll set some boundaries and I'll get right back on my, my plan when that time is over. So yeah, so don't overcorrect and definitely don't ever treat yourself. Like I say, you know, treat yourself like you would treat someone you deeply, deeply care about. Mm. Right. You know, if you screw up, you lost, you, you didn't do it right. You feel like, you know, like you let yourself down, you take personal responsibility, you get back on the horse. You don't beat yourself up to the point where your subconscious is going to be like, Whoa, like what mm. we're such we're an idiot like what is wrong with us like treat yourself like you treat someone you deeply deeply care and cherish right uh or care for and cherish and that usually means 
leading with love and saying, look, and, and just being real, like, hey, you know what? Screwed up. It's not the end of the world, though. Let's get back on track. And like you said with the pizza, hey, for the rest of the week, hit your calories. I would tell that to someone I care about for sure, right? I'm not going to say, dude, you really suck. In fact, I need you to fast for 72 hours because you're an idiot. (laughs) Right? That's going to lead to like a almost a resentment of self, right? Where you're just like, why did I ever do this? I'm never, I'm not meant to be this way or, you know, this is not for me. And then you get into this cycle of just terrible, destructive behavior. And then you come back around and go, man, what was I thinking? It's just this whole endless, endless cycle um, that can be stopped just by simply treating yourself just a little bit better. But this is good stuff, man. Absolutely. Um, One, the one final thought that I had, and it's just a simple idea, uh, just kind of tie this up and put a little packet, put it in a package. Um, The idea here that I guess the, the simple thing is don't sweep your dirt under the rug. Right. So when it comes to this loss, the the idea of mastering the art of losing really comes down to not sweeping your dirt under the rug. Um, It's just, you know, obviously, um, like we say, claim the victories where you can claim them. But whenever you've lost, you know, that's the whole idea. You're gathering up your your dirt. You're gathering up all this stuff. It's like, all right, we have a problem. It's like, now what are you going to do with it? Don't sweep it away. Don't pretend it's not there. Don't try to just dismiss it. Go ahead and take that last extra step to bring it where it needs to be. Um, and so that's that's really just the last, you know, the full kind of tying up the whole concept there is just make sure that whenever it comes down to the end of it, don't make more out of it than it needs to be, but don't undersell it either. Don't just brush it away and say, all right, I'm done with that idea now. Move on. It's, don't sweep it out. Let's, let's go ahead and gather it up and let's take some action. So that's really that. it. I live by a quote that um, I tell my kids and maybe one day they'll start repeating it back, but I, I say you either win or you learn. Mm. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's great to win. It's great to have days where everything goes right. It's great to have business victories. And, but I'll tell you what, I've learned so much more from my struggles than I have from my victories, right? Right. My victories only happen because of the struggles. If you really want to get deep into philosophical stuff and deeper thinking, you know, victories only exist because of losses, right? And vice versa. So take your lumps, learn from them, take action on those learning lessons and continue to treat yourself like someone you care about. And like you just said, I love that. Don't sweep it under the rug, address it, get after it. And it'll be freeing. It takes a weight off your back and you will feel so much more clarity when you do that. Um, so this has been really helpful. It's always, I mean, it's helpful for me, man. Like this, this stuff is great. I, I know our listeners get a ton out of this and uh, first of all, we really appreciate you guys listening, tuning in today. If you're watching live in our Facebook group, um, thank you. And if you're listening on the podcast, thanks so much. If you're not already a subscriber to the show, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review too on iTunes or Google play. We're also on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, all you have to do is search true, true transformation podcast, and it will pop up. Um, we'd love to hear feedback. We'd love to hear what you want to see covered guests you'd like to have on, Uh, because uh, we plan on crushing this thing for the rest of the year and beyond. So if you are a guy over the age of 30 and you're struggling to stop spinning your wheels, maybe you feel frustrated with your lack of results. Maybe you feel like you're doing some things right, just can't figure out the diet side, but you know that you got to get your body, your health, your energy, and everything dialed in. Maybe your testosterone's down. Maybe you just don't know what to do. 
Well, we have a program that can help. It's called the Lean Body Formula. It's within our True Transformation coaching system. And uh, we'd love to discuss some options with you if you're interested. We'll put the link in the description of the show. All you have to do is go check it out. There's a video. You can see a bunch of client results, how we help people out. Uh, at worst case, join our Facebook group. And uh, don't take my word for it. Come on in, see what it's all about and uh, start getting uh, acquainted with the true transformation system because we, uh, we're crushing, our clients are crushing it. Our clients are absolutely motivating the heck out of me. So I'm just super pumped to see such an amazing group of people find success uh, this year and, and beyond. So that's it, guys. Alex, any final thoughts? Uh, not at all. Not at all. I definitely, I think you covered it, man. I just, I guess, man, one thing, I guess, uh, as y'all, um, y'all roll into the group, definitely shoot us a message, uh, in the group, just drop a comment, anything you can in there. Let us know that you're coming in. Let us know, uh, what your focus is as you roll into the group. That's, that's the only thing that I would ever ask. Cause it's just, it's an opportunity for us to get to connect with you. You know, we, we like to hear about where you're coming from and, uh, you know, what your struggles are, what your focus is, even if you're not struggling, you just have ambitions and goals. Let us know. It's just we, that, like, like Josiah said, uh, that success, it gets us fired up too. We love to connect with you. We love to hear about how you're doing. So. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. So excited to connect with all of you very soon. Uh, until next time, Josiah Novak, Alex Goff, truetransformation.com. Remember life moves fast make it count. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.